welcome to the Positive Switch podcast. Today I am welcoming someone very special, actually two very special people of my heart. Over two and a half years ago, I was welcomed by Katharina Pozzo to spend one of my first nights in Germany over at her apartment. On that night, I felt like I had just become part of a family whose protective mama was Katharina. And ever since my early months of activism in Germany, I've admired Katharina for her commitment to animal rights and more causes. Now I also admire her for being one of the most awesome and inspiring vegan mamas I know after she's given birth to a beautiful sunshine, sunshine named Ahimsa, which means non-violence for all beings on this planet. And this is Ahimsa, which you, you can hear right now. And I am so happy that you both are part of my life journey in this on this planet. <coughs> welcome. Hola, hermosa. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hi. Hi, Mozan. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. And I feel very blessed to be welcomed in your home and to share those beautiful moments that I've shared with you today and with Ahimsa as well. Yes, it was so much fun. Thank you for... Mm -hmm. Having this little picnic here with us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're literally, we're sitting on the floor now and we have lots of different um, um, sheets and yeah, it's just very comfy <laughs> and like a little bubble, very colorful as well with different toys that we can play with. And yeah, it's a very special moment. So could you please just do us, do us uh, the honor of, introducing yourself who are you and where do you come from and what fuels you in life thank you so much i'm uh, i feel really honored actually to be on your um really lovely show um my name is katarina i also have a second name which is anutara and that maybe um tells a little bit more about um who i am i got this name when i um lived for a year in an ashram and um yeah this was just one of the things where i actually i would say where i had the possibility and the honor to meet myself mm. i was traveling a lot before i was living in australia so i was always on the run for looking for something for looking for the special place for looking for the special food for finding something which in the end I found out was in um, in a, in the woods of uh, Middle Germany, and um, there I came to this um, yoga place. So ashra means place without um, without stress or without um, what you say. Um, yeah, without pressure, maybe, so mm -hmm. to say. So it's a place where, um, of course, there is work to be done, but this work is totally without any fruits. So you don't do it um, because you gain a lot of money or because um, you can push your ego, you can say, I'm the boss of, but you do just the works which are important for, um, for a seminar place, for the community. And um, yeah, I was just really lucky to find this place. I got my... 
my second name there, Anutara, which I'm also using online now um, to just show that this is also part of me. And yeah, this is one of the things that fuels me is showing people that the most important journey, I'm robbing here this, this uh, quote, because the most important journey is the one you do to yourself. Or, mm -hmm. Yeah, I think this, this is still what I'm aiming to. And now that Ahimsa is there and is showing me every day, every minute, how important it is to be in the now and how much can happen just in between five minutes or how many emotions you can ha have just like in a few minutes and you can just observe them coming and going. Yeah, there it's even more there. So I, I kind of find, found my guru. <laughs> <laughs> and could you tell us a bit more about the, the meaning of Anuttara? Anuttara is, um, so my mantra is the Kali mantra. Kali is this uh, mother um, um, figure and is also the main character of transformation. So Anut means first and Tara um, means uh, like sparkling and altogether it's the um, healing name of mother goddess, so to say. It's all from the Hindu... Um, philosophy so yeah I think it fits you perfectly <laughs> thank you so much I was also so happy that I got this this uh, name because I also went there I have um, it's now almost uh, 13 years I was diagnosed with a harsh um, rheumatoid um, um, disease mm -hmm. which I'm still um, struggling with and still living with but it got all so much better when I was actually facing where it's coming from because it has not only so much to do with physical pain and taking painkillers, but also lots of trauma, which is mm -hmm. trapped in us, trapped in me, trapped in my family. And um, so I could starting healing at that place and I got that name and I was really eager to um, yeah, help other people. So mm -hmm. after that it started that I was like, okay, I want to help other people and share experiences this is how i started activism then mm -hmm. wow and can you because now you've um ended this kind of um little yeah little paragraph here with uh, that's how you started activism so first what was your vegan story how did you become vegan was there any documentary that mostly influenced you or was it just something that you realized by yourself or just how did that all happen how did you make the connection um obviously it was not by myself it was um i was in a really dark place i would say really empty place energy wise empty place in my life i had lots of i had um just broken up with the partner and um, I was pregnant. I lost that child really early. So it was just like a huge dark hole where I found myself in and I was um, smoking a lot and just sitting home, not eating enough, just really not treating myself well. And I didn't know that I like seeing it from or observing it from, from the place I'm now, mm -hmm. I would say like, oh, wow, you have to be that down that depressed I wouldn't know what depression is back mm -hmm. then but um I was just sitting there and and 
binge watching whatever there was to watch and somehow I on YouTube I I um, started to watch some Eckhart Tolle um, videos and um, I learned about ego and heard all these um, phrases like um, pain body and so on mm -hmm. I, I don't know if, but probably yeah. people know who are listening what uh, know what these mean and um, somehow there was one video about it, it was called um, how I became no from vegan hater to activist and I was like whoa I hate vegans because they are so full of themselves and I think it's so exaggerated so I started to watch this video um, her name is Lucy it was just 11 minutes and um, it was there were just like a few seconds of really graphic content the rest before was like oh I was always a person who considered herself being an animal lover um, and I never knew that for dairy this and that has to happen so that the bobby calves um, are um, torn away from the mothers and that they are killed and so on and that actually um, dairy industry equals um, meat industry and I was like whoa 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 what wait a second I don't want to be a hypocrite because I consider myself being animal lover and so on and then it also had a, a small part about um, the rainforest and about deforestation I was like what the what how could this like how could I not know this and um, I clicked there and then I clicked on and on and on and on and then it, I went to um, Emily's bite-sized vegan oh yeah uh, mm -hmm. the bite-sized vegan I think her name is yeah um and I watched her videos and it was just mind-blowing and after that I was like okay whoa I cannot be that person I cannot be a hypocrite and I really I think it was just the day after as the meat I wasn't eating that much anyways um which I said because I only wanted to eat organic or something was mm. my excuse there because as everyone else I was I was paying these extra euros um to buy myself a clean conscience yeah. but I did I wouldn't know about that so um yeah right after that I, like it triggered me so much that I didn't want to be a hypocrite mm. that I was like okay have to do it and I think it was maybe only a week where I where I transitioned and um then I think I saw this in October November and then in then was December and December was already my first vegan Christmas mm -hmm. and I was telling my family and they were all like oh you're so boring like why can you not just continue eating steaks and I was like oh okay now I know what I I wouldn't know anyone who is in in my oh, or amongst my friends who's living vegan or it was just really interesting and I had lots of people uh, or I saw lots of um, accounts online talking about how it feels to be vegan mm -hmm. because it was just like oh I didn't know that it feels so right for myself but on the other hand you have like this this backlash of people who's, who are telling you that you're exaggerating that you're uh, a pain and a terrorist and extremist yes, exactly. whatever they want to call you to just feel better about yeah, themselves yeah, yeah. And, yeah and when how many years ago was that this is now um five years ago wow so almost five years and well since i know you i think you have led more activism actions than I can count on my fingers. And 
like I felt really empowered when I attended the first um, Cube of Truth with you in Cologne. So under your your kindness and your wise wisdom and your supervision, I just felt like I don't know. To me, you were like the first organizer of such such actions who was really like putting her heart in it and really taking care of the activists and pay paying attention to us. Like we are just one family and we have to function all together if we want to be able to leave an impact on people. And so that was one form of, of activism um, that uh, you used to organize now. Uh, but how did you start activism basically and how, How did you start bigger actions? Um, first, thank you so much for, yeah. for describing it so cute. Um, it was really, really so dear to my heart to not just having it, just not doing it for the cause, but bringing all this, what I learned in the ashram and the sense of unity and mm -hmm. the sense of a common consciousness and, and, and so on to this action and... Um, whether it's a group hug or it was about um, holding each other's hands or, or like all these actions where I first thought, okay, maybe, maybe people find this weird because mm -hmm. they don't know that. I was like, okay, I just want to do it because I think it's, this holds us together and it's, it's already a hard thing to do. So when I started the Cube of Truth, which was, um, I think I was at my first vegan summer fest, um, the, in the summer, half a year later, after I became vegan, so in 2016. And um, at this summer fest in Dortmund, they had a Cube of Truth. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, wow, Cube of Truth, they're showing this footage. Oh, I thought this is only existing in USA. And I was like, wow, oh my God, this is so confronting. And I took part and I was just like, it felt so good to just be able to do something and actually had people who were listening to me because yeah. everyone around me would just be oh. like can you please not talk to me even if i wouldn't say anything they would just feel like um i'm their their personalized um bad conscious and if i'm in the room they were just like justifying already mm. like oh i didn't eat any meat today i was like i didn't say anything <laughs> but you yeah. might know this so um just right after this i was asking the organizer um hey when is the cube of truth in cologne and he was like oh um we don't have organizers in cologne you can do one if you want and i was like yeah i can um the good thing is that um after the ashram where i was working uh, in um, pr and as a yoga teacher after that coming back to to um to köln i uh, was still on um i'm not able to work properly because mm -hmm. of my um of my disease so I had lots of time mm -hmm. and um, whenever I would be able physically and emotionally also because it drains you somehow mm -hmm. a lot when you have this back pain and I couldn't walk properly because it's kind of like inflammation of, yeah. the, of the spine. So um, uh, whenever I would have time, I was um, organizing these cubes and then the year after I went to California to the... Um, animal liberation conference yeah just because i was like okay this is the main thing i want to do like this is my my 
professional. This is my job now, and I want to go there and tr and learn from the best. I really um I heard about there from um, Direct Action Everywhere, mm -hmm. and I knew that they would do um open rescues, and I really liked the idea behind an open rescue, which means I heard about ALF, so Animal Liberation Front, where they are covering their faces and they're um getting the victims out of um the places of of um emergency out of places of of pain of violence um so i like the idea behind that there's no need to cover your face because yeah. i stand for or they would stand for this is what's up because it should be legal and normal the same as you can get a dog out of a too hot car it should be normal to get any animal out of a situation of distress so mm -hmm. i was there and we had a big open rescue there we had vigils and it was just like the kind of how they're organizing everything i come from an event management um history so i was organizing incentives and stuff for for um companies um marketing stuff so everything like a bling bling world kind of mm. vip wanna be vip something like this so um my background around organizing was already like pretty set and then mm. i went to this conference and i was like okay i want to do big and creative and also bold and fierce actions mm. so the cube of truth is you talk to the police you get um, the allowance to stand there you can be there which is awesome because we need outreach we need outreach yeah. we need to talk and tell people what is happening what they are consuming what it does to themselves what it does to the planet what it does mm. of course to the animals which is always factor number mm. one um but these bold actions, and I saw for the first time people who would get um, arrested for um, helping animals. I saw the first time police standing on the side of of the oppressors of the oppressors in in this um, in the meaning there. We went into a farm, or they went into a farm. I was only uh, team yellow, so we were standing there protecting um, individuals who were getting out. Um, really sick chickens um, from a huge declared um, um, organic farm but it was anything else as everyone knows than organic it was like it was huge 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 place um with it just looks like looked like factories and the difference was that they had i think 30 centimeters of air space under the roof which makes them um mm. an organic farm because you just have to declare oh we have like um air is coming through we have open an open it was actually more a, a little um it was just a crack in the wall yeah. actually but they this would be enough to declare organic farm because sunlight comes in this just it's amazing how marketing is making their job and make people believe that they're buying good organic people and doing yes, something yes, good exactly so observing all this was just so 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 empowering and so inspiring i was like okay i want to start also a direct action everywhere um uh chapter in in cologne and um this is how we started um these actions which started first with going into um, supermarkets or other places where um, the violence via mm -hmm. eating animals or using them is normalized and 
first people say, oh, Derek, actually, oh, this is where the people are going to supermarkets or into McDonald's and they're screaming stuff. But this is actually more to, they say it's like a protest. So every every protest is like a test um, on its own. And then you get more community and then you get more the sense of sticking together. And then maybe you have the first, um, uh, the first, um, uh contact with authorities and mm -hmm. so on and so on so that the fear of actually acting for moral for something moral mm -hmm. um would not scare you anymore because it's because the law forbids it yeah so to say if that makes sense yes so this is how we started smaller and then it got bigger 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 and apparently i was not too bad in doing this so it just grew and community grew and lots of awesome people helped and i i met a lot of awesome people like you and everyone is doing all their stuff um in different all different forms and all nice creative forms online or on the streets and this is just really really inspiring to see how it's even now where for example i'm doing less since i have ahimsa so ahimsa is now my little activism <laughs> project if, <that's, laughs> if i can say this but of course i want to be there for them uh, most of the time uh, so it's amazing to see that there are other people also doing stuff and are staying bold and staying fierce and yeah mm -hmm. And you've um, so you've mentioned that that um, open rescue that you witnessed uh, in California in the US. But among all the actions that whether you have led or or you were part of, which one would you say has left the biggest impact on you? Oof. that is very hard to say because there were really really lot good ones um wow okay um biggest impact just from a point of organizing probably the huge actions in like 500 people storming a a duck farm and this is something where I'm just like, okay, wow, this is awesome. And everyone had water there and people were singing there and was just like the, the pictures, whether in my mind or online, were just like, wow, mm -hmm. like get 500 people together and do this stuff. Yeah. This is awesome. But also smaller actions or not even smaller, but also in, in Germany here where we had the topless action, for example, mm -hmm. and um, almost 20 women um were facing their fears standing in front of the cathedral in Cologne topless to show um, that um, mother pigs, in this case it was uh, mother pigs, what we were addressing or who we were, or, or the topic of mother pigs, um, what we were addressing, are suffering that much and cannot turn around and have bloody nipples. So we painted our nipples um, blood red and yeah, we're just standing there, vulnerable, like these animals, mm -hmm. except that we have the privilege to be outside. And yeah. still, it's something very shocking because um, the um, the female body is sexualized. So it mm -hmm. was, it was 
it was really amazing that so mm -hmm. many took part there for example so yeah. this was really nice then um and also you being pregnant at that yeah, moment I, i think for many people that must have been just wow <laughs> yeah this woman is fierce and mm -hmm. that yeah. was a very powerful action i i really thought that i i was always trying to not be too or to putting myself too much out of the window mm -hmm. or make it dangerous so it was this action was only 20 minutes and it was pretty cold and rainy but i was always saying okay as long if i don't feel good or if i if there's like too much movement or no movement at all in my body so ahimsa shows me that this is not okay i will stop but as for the other actions where ahimsa was there whether in the belly or not um ahimsa actually enjoyed being mm -hmm. there i i would say so yeah i i wanted to use my pregnant body there also mm -hmm. to show that feminism is for all female species mm -hmm. yeah. um yeah and like you've mentioned so you've done activism not only in germany but also in other countries and like from your experience can you give us an, an insight into yes. what are the differences between activism in Germany and activism in other countries if there is any difference I I don't know yeah um, I think the difference the difference is for in i think in germany we enjoy a lot of privileges such as mm. i was in my father's family um comes and lives in bolivia mm -hmm. so in south america or especially in bolivia there are lots of other challenges for probably first than thinking about um to live vegan even though probably the um the diet in bolivia would be normally vegan if mm. there would not be the weird thing of the globalization which which mm. brings american brands and bringing them like the cheapest of the cheapest horrible fried uh, chicken bodies there and telling them this is cool you have to eat that so um meat is more available there now which was probably different before because you cannot there is awesome vegan food or plant-based food in Bolivia so doing activism there is like with way way uh, little people who would come to these actions and who would actually be interested in that so as some people are saying also or use it as an argument for oh like oh you want everyone to be vegan so there are so many different topics like you cannot just um um, push your your opinion on everyone because it's not possible because they have other problems that's true but even there they had this fierce little group of people who were fighting and who were doing all this stuff in schools and talking about speciesism and went to vigils i was on a vigil there in in the slaughterhouse where you could go inside the where the machines are because it's not like the security is just completely different so it was just like okay wow i'm Okay, here's just a half a cow hanging. Oh, hi. Wow, that's a lot of blood. Mm -hmm. So this was just, whoa, you can do it because it's just so, mm, maybe more pure is maybe the right word. Um, also in, yeah, I think the privilege we have here in Germany is that 
then we can feel pretty safe, maybe money-wise, mm. maybe um, insurance-wise, what, what in general we say is like what makes us feel safe. Um, so I think we should use this tranquility we can enjoy um, to do more actions. Mm. I think still that in... Berkeley, California, which is anyways, it was leading for many, many social movements. I think that um, they have like a really, really awesome, <laughs> a really awesome way of um, taking care of community and um, bonding with others and having like all these little um, icebreakers of games and um, radical candor, like asking or telling people what is happening, <laughs> um, talking about problems openly, um, also gender, non-binary topics, um, oppressions in general. I think it's just like so well connected there. Um, yeah. So the difference, difference is in probably the the fierceness of the of the actual community members but then in the end when i when i think about it now it's not like if you like there are fierce and really um courageous people everywhere in, mm -hmm. in every place maybe li maybe little like uh. a smaller group of them but there are and they are super inspiring and this is why it's so important some people for example say like why does every why is everything in english we're in germany here like mm -hmm. why is our page in english i think it's i understand if you don't speak english that is hard but it's like our weapon is weapon sounds bad but our tool our tool exactly thank you our tool is our connection all around the world and mm -hmm. now that we have the internet finally we have the power to just be like a a big community all mm. around and I think the most people speak English and um, yeah this is why it should always stay international and mm. it should be of course in in the communities and in, in, in the cities also it can be in the own <laughs> there was one action that you did which resulted in two individuals being freed and those two individuals were actually lambs they were babies very long very, sorry very young um how was this action how did you plan it if you planned it at all which i don't know and how are the two lucky furry friends doing now <laughs> the two cuties are um they're very good. They're living in a little um, sanctuary in okay. Southern Europe. Mm -hmm. And um, the whole thing was not planned before. Um, we were in holidays and um, every time when we went to the, um, to the city downtown to get groceries, we would pass these um, little fence with all the um, sheep mamas and babies um, trapped inside and I was always saying to my friend like oh because it was just before Christmas time mm. and I was saying oh like I'm so wondering what they will do with them I'm so wondering what they will do with them 
and she was like oh probably it's um it's for wool like maybe they're not harming them too much and then i was like well that also for wool it's like horrible like as we all know it's a, it's mm. a, a horrible yeah um industry too um but I, I i couldn't stop wondering that oh like the baby like what would they do with the babies what would they what are they doing with the babies when it's christmas time so we went there asking um as if we would be customers mm -hmm. so i was like oh like we're looking for some really good christmas food um do you know uh like are these babies for sale already yeah. and um the person said oh no no they're too young uh, they're easter lamps and so we knew okay so they're waiting for easter because oh they were just born so um we're waiting they need to be fed for easter, for easter. Oh. and um, they also had other animals who so were asking for oh are there maybe other animals we can buy here we really want to have like some good food for christmas and uh, the person said oh no these are just for our family okay so mm. we left and i looked at my friend and i was like okay now we know it so it's three more months and um we were starting to plan like we would have um a car we would have um, the clothes so we knew that it has to be had to be somewhere at night and um we stood up really long we did not have like a real plan but a little bit like we were trying to to um to cover the car a little bit so that you would not see the license plate mm -hmm. and we were trying to cover ourselves a little bit and then went there in the night we also had a note where it said um all animals should be free watch mm -hmm. dominion because we knew that we couldn't because it was like a really really tiny village mm -hmm. so we couldn't do it like completely open as we would wanted to um yeah. because they would know right away what it is and it was a different country so it was just like okay um also my friend was living in uh, her friend's house there so we wouldn't like we wouldn't uh, we did not want um to be her hosts into trouble so we had to also a little bit as much as we wanted it to be really open about it and really like this is the right thing what we're doing we also mm -hmm. as usually had to take care what just how the situation was so we did it like this and um yeah we were looking around a little bit and we just found a sanctuary just 20 minutes from this mm -hmm place and we were like okay so that's fate now we have to do it and we went there and yeah there were um i think maybe five babies more and we were just also saying like oh my god it's so horrible because now they are just so young and they are they will grow up without their mothers mm -hmm. but on the other hand would they just be five three more months and with their mother and then just gone mm -hmm. or having a, a long life with a different mother and a different father or just different parents yeah so this is how we decided and this is then why we thought okay at least we can have two of them having a better life mm -hmm. and free and yeah. not not having their heads yeah. chopped off exactly. and their bodies served on a plate in a sauce uh -huh. for uh -huh people to feast on which is it is violence disguised as food exactly. and yeah i think that um yeah it's awesome that you had the courage to do it and to free these two babies and it must have been a very difficult choice for you because it's either you do one that's more um 
maybe that's a bit more in the, for the natural instinct of this individual, which is to share a bit of their short life with their mothers or do something that is more ethical in our yes. human eyes and that allows them to live for as long as they wish and without any oppression so yeah yeah we i also heard different voices saying saying exactly this like oh this was so human like this was such a human thought to to rescue them like wasn't it just an ego thing saying that you rescued someone um I find it so strange for someone to say this. We we're just talking about victims that are in a situation of distress and people dare to say such thing. Like when you're saving someone, how on earth are you thinking about yourself? I mean, you know in, in my opinion, I yeah, I think it's um it's Mostly, as we all know, in activists, communities, activists can be like also really, really big enemies to each yeah. other. And they're saying, oh, like your activists, like this makes us um, look, um, look bad. bad. And people would say like, oh, you robbed them. Also, we could say, oh, you robbed individuals. Like this was, this belonged to this pharma and you don't know about blah, 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 blah. But for us, it was just like leaving also this sign saying, and this is what it's about, like disrupting normalized violence. Sorry, but these animals, these individuals are not food or are not your, 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 your property. These yeah. are babies who want to live alive long. And, um, yes the mothers were just simply too heavy to carry so yeah. we had to take the babies and they were super cute and they were crying and it was it was hard and we were yeah mm -hmm. it was just yeah talking about mothers mm -hmm. I, I haven't talked about this for a long time also for their um security because there cannot be any names and not the place we never heard anything I, I wouldn't know how it happened. Uh, the the sanctuary where we brought it to, we also said, okay, no names, don't talk about anything, and um, yeah, mm -hmm. they agreed on that. So for me, it had nothing to do with ego. For us, it was just like, okay, I don't. Want... We talked about it to to empower others to do so too because if yeah. you have the possibility, even being in a holiday place, and I know that it's maybe a little bit weird if you come um as a tourist to a place being like oh like let me explain you your traditions like what you're doing there is horrible i understand that it's weird but at least try to to disrupt the situation and yeah. just ask and talk and be like oh like this is what you're doing or in this case it was kind of easy we mm. thought and it was also to do so but i think there's always the opportunity to just at least um ask or or question a certain way of so-called tradition and yeah. so on so even if you're a tourist i mean especially yeah. if you're a tourist you can be somewhere and say like oh like why are you doing this again mm. like why are you having bullfights whatever like mm. what is the thing behind it and i think it's important that we talk and talk about it ask about it not just like be quiet and 
ex or, or, or think that it's that it's quiet to or that it's polite to be quiet about yeah. a certain yeah. topic. Yeah. And like I think like many people in history preferred to actually get loud instead of staying quiet to just fit a certain exactly. standard or certain expectations that we have in society. And I think that what people have to bear in mind is as long as we don't talk about an injustice that's being committed, uh, some pain or suffering that's being inflicted to someone, the people who are um, so engraved in this practice will never be able to get out of this vicious circle as long as because they mm -hmm. cannot see it they're so caught in it but when you get loud and bring this um abnorm abnormality to the light then those people are able to see it and maybe exactly. question it maybe they will react um like really offended and and that's part of the process yeah. but if you just remain silent then how do you want to help the victims of the oppression exactly. and yeah i think that's uh essential that we talk about this and so that maybe some of you who are listening are are not yet activists but that you realize your voice matters and if you're not talking then who will yes. and I'm sure that now reflecting upon this experience with the two lambs, being a mother, that must have like even a bigger impact on you when you think about it and that those babies now get to be free. And so a few months ago, you became the loving mother of a shining soul named Ahimsa. And could you explain to us why you chose this name? <laughs> this was right away. I wouldn't know if it would that it would be like the first name, but one name should be Ahimsa because um, it's uh, it means nonviolence and it's the number first law in the yoga tradition and it's just Ahimsa is the only law we need in the world. It's as you said already in the beginning. It's mm -hmm. nonviolence and it means um, peace and harmony <laughs> for all living creatures and this is um this is what we need and the good thing is that now every time someone is saying ahimsa i believe so much that our thoughts become words our words become actions and so on and so on so every time now someone is saying hey how is ahimsa hey ahimsa you say the word and it's like a mantra so i just like the idea behind that ahimsa is is and represents non-violence mm. and Yes, so it reminds myself on, on this, that this is my purpose. When I look at Ahimsa, when I say the name various times or mm. people are asking, oh, Ahimsa, that's an interesting name. What does it mean? And I can always explain what it means. Some people know, of course, what it what um, what Ahimsa means, but... Um, but may, maybe don't practice it, like, to the foundations of exactly. it or don't question really why are they applying this are are they applying this mantra to some beings on this exactly. planet and not to all of them exactly so i i had never like thought about it like this and it's it's actually so so clever and and i mean we're so used to to hearing the same names all over and over again 
and they don't they almost don't carry any meaning anymore mm -hmm. they, they've lost their meaning which they probably had in the past but now when when we choose such wise words that carry something greater in them then like you say maybe we can wake up the world a little bit just by like yeah just just by encouraging people to, to just pronounce that word several times a day and and you just never know it's yeah I think <laughs> that will definitely have some frustration yeah <clears throat> and how does it feel to be a vegan mama how how was pregnancy and do you find it difficult in everyday life to be a vegan mama what are the highlights of it just the the raw parts of it how does it feel um it feels awesome it feels in total total alignment to um have no harming energies or foods in my body and also not giving it to giving those to ahimsa while pregnancy i was Super. The first um, weeks, I had really, really big uh, nausea. But yes, I had <laughs> really big. Um, what? Sorry. Nausea. Mm -hmm. I felt very nauseous, and um, but after that, I was super fit. My blood was super awesome. My, I think all in all, I was really, really, really healthy, and um, I didn't actually say often enough to the doctors hey by the way i'm vegan so yeah. like i get all the nutritions and um ahimsa was always like had a really good weight had a really good size and um also now ahimsa is just like such a good example for that it's possible mm. um i understand that plant-based mamas or vegan mamas are concerned that you that there might be something happening but it is if you really take care and uh, like if you know yourself or if you go often enough to check your blood i think it's it's totally doable and everyone can write me by the way i mm -hmm. i'm so happy to help what you could do or actually in the end there is not so much what you can do or what you need need to change you live healthy and you like healthy what does healthy mean mm. but also it was not so like like not too many people were saying like oh my god like you're vegan that's so dangerous for the baby i think i i maybe heard that once or twice mm -hmm. but just when they saw me and then when i when when they saw um, ahimsa everyone was just like oh, okay like this She's... baby is <laughs> she's got it <laughs> yeah oh. it, it was just like example best example for that it's totally possible mm -hmm. so i i really would encourage um every person who's pregnant or wants to have a baby um to please not eat any other mama's milk or drink any other mother's milk i think it's such a sad 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 picture if i think about that you will have a baby that you will probably also breastfeed and then have like 
these sad juice of 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 a family tragedy in your body. So mm. talking about dairy here. Um yeah, I just really hope that, that mothers can find another solution. And especially in pregnancy, they tell you even, oh, you should not eat any raw cheese or you should not eat any raw fish. Like, just think about why they tell you this because your body cannot cope with that and there is stuff inside that is toxic and that is not good for you. And also holistically seen or just um, medically seen, it's not something that you want to have in your body and not yeah. something that you want to give. Like this pure raw little soul growing in you and is depending on you giving them the best so yeah please don't do and so. all the love that you can and and give the best and the love to your baby yes. is not something you can achieve by feeding them with the violence and the suffering and pain of others exactly. so yeah definitely really important to mention this um could you also talk to us about other causes and fights that are dear to your heart and why um yes other um i one thing i learned now i will start now chronically backwards um what is now super important for me is that we have a non-binary gender philosophy so to say if it's a philosophy I don't know how I should call it but um, the fact or the idea that there are apparently only two genders which are men and women is so old for me now and um, I'm raising Ahimsa as um, or with a gender creative um, style so that means um, the pronoun is they and of course, there are some people who know the biological gender mm -hmm. of Ahimsa and they are using other pronouns. But I think it's super important to not put this, um, the idea about a gender on little human beings and mm -hmm. buying them all blue. Um, dinosaur yeah. or all pink and um, princess style stuff and just even without wanting it just like pushing them in a direction where they actually cannot be really free and no. you know it probably that goes to another topic that is very dear um fighting toxic masculinity and patriarchy and everything what is behind this is something that is ugh. is it even possible that we still have to have this the cause of of um uh, a pay gap because um, you are a woman star or because you are not a man maybe so to say because you're not a cis man and then also the colonization the idea about colonization we just have now Columbus Day I mean we don't celebrate that here in Germany but in, in the USA um, something that that something like Columbus Day is even existing so a person who apparently um, discovered a continent that was already existing and existing how it was existing because there were like cultures we could only dream about in Europe so 
this is something there is just so much enlightenment and so much um learning for all of us to be done and it has a lot to do with language and a lot to do with um how if someone wants you to use a certain pronoun for them and that doesn't fit to your mind then please just call them like this if someone tells you that a certain word is racist or or hurts them please don't use this word just because you say oh we always said that so i i want to use it like oh what else is there to be said now now i cannot talk anymore you can talk but we all and this is this is our task in our life to educate people yeah, to educate ourselves and educate them so learn and learn relearn there's just so much to do and yeah like you said just just the idea that we're also in the u.s that they celebrate thanksgiving which is actually uh -huh. a very bloody event when you think about it uh -huh. and they celebrate it by feasting on the <sighs> result of a bloody event as well so it's all yeah there, there's just so so much trauma that we have to heal as well from exactly. the past and from <sighs> what people used to do and and just question why why do we do this why do we use certain words why also in a different case with the animals why don't we use the words that are actually the reality of what we are doing what we are buying in supermarkets mm -hmm. and what we are doing to the animals yeah. there is just so much like you mentioned with the marketing at the beginning and it's all meant to just convince people that they are doing a good thing while instead they're paying for something that's totally against their values exactly. and exactly. yeah there's definitely so much work to do and and it starts by by all of us speaking up and yeah yes and now just it starts raining a lot so everything yeah. this <laughs> yeah i think it's it matches like it's like just purging everything is exactly. purging and it's a really good sign nice and would you have a last word for the listeners or the viewers in case you are watching this well not the viewers sorry i will i mean if you're listening to it on youtube as well yeah um some last words please speak your truth and please i am says also sorry i am speaking their truth as well um please speak your truth and also always dare to question yourself every day what this truth is i think this is so important to be open for growth be open for change and yes this is what i really like dare to grow dare to transform even though it hurts and yes it will mm -hmm. hurt but this is so important for yeah. all of us because we need this and these are times where everyone is saying oh my god like when is this year over like what's happening like everything is going down no these are signs and we can use yeah. them and this is so important and this will bring us forward so mm -hmm. much so yeah yeah and i think it's all intertwined i think there's um what we might have forgotten in this society because everything has to be so quick and easy and affordable just at the uh snap of our fingers i think that's how we say it 
that people have forgotten that sometimes you have to go through the pain to actually mm -hmm. be able to get the result that you want That's or to so access fun. the happiness that you think you deserve. And this is the process that we have to undergo. That's you don't, in most cases, I guess, uh, the part of giving birth is also the pain that the woman is enduring. But what remains at the end is the light and the love that's brought out of her body. And if you, you refuse to go through that pain, then you won't have the beautiful result of it. And I think that's what people have to accept that we have to go through the pain and like we say no pain no gain <laughs> and i think that's really true and yeah i've also made that experience with ayahuasca and i am so grateful for all that pain and and right now i think the pain that this world is undergoing is a is a sign of all the beautiful things that are to come so thank you for going through this pain really thank yeah, you for this. i'm us. so happy for for folks who are daring to go through this because we are strong enough to do this this is the thing but we just somehow we forgot to believe in ourselves that we can do it Definitely. but it's happening to us so that means okay we are strong enough for this but everyone forgets it somehow but then it's nice to be reminded that okay okay Mm. I mean, you're so strong too. Mm. You are very strong. Mm. Mm. And that's Ahimsa's last words as well for the listeners. So thank you to all of you who joined here today. And there's Ahimsa smiling at me all the time. And yeah, it was definitely a wonderful episode with you and I am so blessed and thankful that you gave so much of your time and energy and this is this will be definitely a very inspirational message to all the thank listeners. Thank you so much for giving me the possibility to to be here with you. That was my pleasure. Thank you. And I will see you in the next episode. Bye. Also to all the listeners please make sure to check out the show notes to see where you can find Katharina on social media. Thanks.